0: College of Technology in Lagos to study business administration. I was still a devotee of American professional wrestlers, but by happenstance, browsing an outdoor bookstore at Yaba Market, I discovered books by or on Martin Luther King Jr. and Booker T. Washington, and novels by several American writers, white and black, Richard Wright, John Steinbeck, Ralph Ellison. Ernest Hemingway, James Baldwin. These books extended my earlier interest in North America, sparked by reading Time and Newsweek magazines that my father often bought. I began to explore the world through these American texts, delving ever deeper into matters Americana. Some of the readings exposed me to the horrors faced by Africans taken captive and enslaved in the so-called New World. I took pride in accounts of these captives' mighty struggle for liberation. The more I read, the more baffled I became, but the more drawn I felt to America. The books and journalism I consumed fueled my desire to write. I needed writing badly, needed it to save me from a career in the corporate world that my studies would sentence me to. Bohemian at heart, and by habit, I dreaded the prospect of a regular eight-to-five job. Even more frightening was the idea of perennially sporting a tie, an altogether bizarre invention of male fashion that I have never understood or cared for. I began to send out opinion pieces to several Nigerian newspapers. My confidence grew with each piece that got published. At graduation, I had made a modest name for myself, enough to earn me job offers from several newspaper groups. Journalism suited my restlessness and knack for adventure. After a two-year stint at the Concord Group of newspapers, I accepted an offer as an assistant editor at African Guardian, a Lagos-based weekly news magazine. One day in September of 1988, the editor's secretary hailed me as I arrived at work. Oga Oke, he said. Professor Chinua Achebe called you from America. The palpable glee in the secretary's demeanor was understandable. Achebe was one of Nigeria's biggest cultural icons, a fact known even to those Nigerians who hardly read books. He had become a world-class novelist, his Things Fall Apart, belonging to a select body of books that had a significant global readership. At the time, he held a distinguished visiting professorship at the University of Massachusetts, Amherst. He would often call me when he planned to arrive in Nigeria. With his eldest son, Ike, I would go to the international airport to welcome him. My relationship with him had had an interesting evolution. The first time I ever saw Achebe was in 1976, the year before I completed secondary school. My set had had the luck of coming along just as a major curricular shift was taking shape. After decades of being disdained, Africa was finally incorporated into secondary school curriculums. African history replaced British and European and African literature unseated the former focus on very English literature. Where those who preceded my set had studied such writers as Thomas Hardy, Charles Dickens, Emily Bronte, and Charlotte Bronte, my classmates and I were assigned books by Achebe, Wole Soyinka, Ngoge Wathiongo, who then went by James Ngoge, Kuesi Bru, Cyprian and Quincey, Robert Wellesley Cole, and Kofi Awunor, then known as George Awunor Williams. Most of the titles we studied were published in Heinemann's African Writers' Series, the photo of the author on the back cover of the orange-colored books. During the long vacation, some of my friends and I would occasionally gather at a spot in the town of Inugu-Uku, beside a busy road that connected Inugu, the state capital, with Onicha the famed commercial town on the banks of the River Niger. It was one of several locations where cliques of youngsters would congregate.